Hello fellow riders, this is your host Rusty James. It is Tuesday, July 26, 2016, and this is The Ride. Hey, I'm glad you're with me today. It's just another day in God's creation. I've decided today I'm gonna look at the world through rose-colored glasses. I actually don't know why that would make things better. It would make all the beautiful green turn like into purple or something. I don't know. I don't know why you would want to do that. But uh, I'm gonna choose to view the world in the way that God views the world. And you know when he sees the world, I think he sees potential. I, I think he sees victory and freedom for people. Sometimes we look at the world and we see it through the the lens of the news. There is so much evil going on in the world, you could focus simply on that. But the Lord is calling us to focus on what is unseen. How do I know? Because I'm going to show you in a minute. We all know the verse, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you, these things that you need. The kingdom of God is not necessarily a visible thing that you can lay your eyes on. It's, almost, it's a spiritual thing. Now you see it around you when you're with other believers. But, you know, I see it when I'm looking at a cornfield. Like I'm doing right now. The kingdom of God. Because I, I see the cornfield and it reminds me of a spiritual truth. That where you plant and where you water, you will get an increase. You will get fruitfulness. It reminds me of the blessings of God. It reminds me that there is things we must do, like plant the seed, water the seed. It reminds me of things that are kingdom truths. Whether it's a beautiful sunny day looking at that cornfield, or whether it's overcast and pouring down rain in a thunderstorm, I still see the kingdom of God. Because the kingdom of God, it's like rain. It pours and it, it moistens the areas that are dry in our lives. I mean, all those things are reminders. But a lot of things are hidden. They're not in the visible realm, the natural realm. And how I know the Lord wants us to focus on those things is, well, he's commanded us to seek the kingdom first but he's also reminded us in Hebrews let me confirm this yeah Hebrews 11 that faith is basically an assurance that we have but about things that we do not see we're gonna read that scripture so once you pull out Hebrews 11 things we do not see. My truck just decided it was going to stop kicking out the air and kick out heat. I tell you what, my friends. Okay, do I sound really old when I say that? I sound like um, Mr. Rogers when I do that. 
I tell you what, fellow riders, I think these things happen to me on purpose. Because my truck, every once in a while, it'll be kicking out the cold, air conditioning. It's not like I don't have any Freon. There's Freon in there. It's working just fine. But something's wrong with the thermostat. This morning, it's going to be hot. It's going to be really warm today. So I need this air conditioning right now. And it went from kicking out the cool to kicking out the heat. There's something wrong in the in the control system in this truck. And to, to solve it, I have to power down and then power it up again. And if we have time, we're going to get back to that. Actually, no, we're going to do it right now. Sometimes we got stuff that's not working in our life. And, you know, we were going fine and things seemed to be fine, but somehow something just got out of whack. You know, we go through stuff. We go through a jolt, like I've talked about. We, And it causes our minds to view the world in a way that is not appropriate. You know, I work in control systems and automation and stuff. And it, to control a process, you have a bunch of inputs that come to you. Things like temperatures, pressures, uh, tank levels, you name it. You use that and certain algorithms to adjust your valves and your pumps and motors and things so that you find a state of equilibrium and you find the set point you're wanting to run at. Just like your house thermostat. You know, it knows when to kick on, it knows when to kick off. But what screws things up is if your inputs are flaky. Imagine if I'm trying to control the house temperature, but the thermostat, I'm sorry, the thermometer that's in it, that's sensing how warm the room is, is bad. And the room is really hot, but the, but the thermometer thinks that it's really cold. So it might want to kick up the heat to get it to where it needs to be. But the room is really too hot. It just doesn't have the right information. We go through life, and sometimes when we go through a period of stress, and challenge in our lives, the inputs that we rely on, we can't read them right. It's like our, our brain isn't working. It's like what happens when you're really tired. My son went through this the other day. He was really cranky and he knew he needed to sleep. And uh, he slept and everything got better, but it, before sleeping, he it's like he couldn't function right. At least he understood there was something going on. Well, we can get that way too about life. The inputs we're getting, the feedback we're getting from other people, we're, we are looking at them and we're judging them based on a mindset that we have that's warped because we've, you know, we're just going through something. And what happens is when you take those inputs and if, if it's warped, you're going to get the wrong impression about the temperature of the environment. And then you're going to try to control things to set it the way you want it, and it will be wrong. I've had systems that I've had to control, and the temperature and the pressures I'm getting had been ranged wrong, which means I'm not getting the right values, the the accurate values. And when that happens, I'm trying to control. Everything's right in my program. I'm trying to control 
assuming those inputs are right, but they're not. And then your system is out of whack. You can't find truth. Oh, that's good. You can't find truth when your inputs are warped. So that's why I'm always reminding us we need to align things that we're taking in against the Word of God because that is a standard of truth. Because if you start getting feedback from other people and it's damning talk and it it's not in agreement with God, you might start believing a lie. We don't want to be believing a lie. We want to have faith in God. And I want to believe the right things about Him and about me. So even though this truck has something wrong with its thermostat, because it just did it again, I'm still going to make it. I still, I still know the truth. The truth is, it's kicking out the heat in the in cars, and the truck is hot. So we shall reboot again. I guess maybe that's something we ought to consider doing at times. If we don't recalibrate against the standard, we will hopelessly go off course. I wonder if that's why faith has so much to do with the unseen. Because it's so easy to follow what's seen. But when it's unseen, you have to put some trust in something. I don't know. I think I think there's something there. You know, Jesus had to go to heaven so that the Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit, could come and be our comforter and, and help lead us through life. Maybe that's part of the deal is that, you know, that's kind of an invisible thing. As we rely on the Lord, we're putting our trust in something that's not seen. You know, if Jesus had stuck around and, and just stayed on the planet until now, you know, living the kind of length of years like Gandalf or whatever, you, may, you maybe wouldn't have an option, you wouldn't have the ability to have a faith in something supernatural because you'd be kind of seeing something supernatural all the time. This 2,000-year-old dude walking around with a gray beard and, you know, you kind of have to accept it. But don't you know even that kind of thing, that, that sign like that, a living Jesus Christ walking among us today, there would still be those who doubt because the the word the words the commands that he would have are too hard to swallow even though he's walking around visible supernatural presence now we need to reboot we need to restart and align our trust in that which is unseen let's not be a corrupt generation that wants to have the sign God, just show me a sign. Man, he's filled his word with a sign. And he's calling us to live by faith. And faith has a lot to do with the unseen. And we're going to go to Hebrews 11, like I said, and take a look at the first part of that chapter. So, let's get there. This is out of the NIV. 
It says, now faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. This is what the ancients were commended for. As we read this, I want you to think about what it is you hope for. Are you hoping for the salvation of a child or family member? What is it that you're hoping for? You're hoping for a new job, a new place to live. Are you hoping for a spouse? Are you hoping for a girlfriend or boyfriend? Are you hoping for a child? What is it you have your hope in? There'll probably be one thing that snaps to your mind when it comes to this hope business. Ah, I see what's going on with my truck. It's confused. It's got two zones. One zone wants it to be warmer than the other. And that is why it's freaking out. I betcha. All right. Now that I've done my engineering, let's get back to the Word of God. Hebrews 11, verse 3. By faith we understand that the universe was formed at God's command, so that what is seen was not made out of what was visible. So right there, that's telling me that everything we see was created out of the invisible, which is pretty amazing. Also gets me thinking about the fact that what I don't see before me but I need it those things I hope for I can have assurance in it even though I don't see it yet because I believe that if it's going to come to me if it's going to be blessed all over my life it's going to be coming from God and he can make anything out of nothing I don't have to see everything right now I'm walking in faith. This is true for healing. The doctor's report might not have anything glowing about my condition. But I believe the Word of God, who is a healer and brings healing where it doesn't seem like there can be healing. So you hold on to that Word of God that says He has healed your diseases, okay? All right, so where were we? The universe formed at God's command, which was a word, by the way. It was his word spoken. By faith, Abel brought God a better offering than Cain did. By faith, he was commended as righteous. When God spoke well of his offerings, and by faith, Abel still speaks, even though he is dead. Oh, I, I, I read that funky. I'm trying to drive too, you know. And by faith, Abel still speaks, even though he is dead. By faith, Enoch was taken from this life so that he did not experience death. He could not be found because God had taken him away. For before he was taken, he was commended as one who pleased God. That tells me that he had faith, because you can't please God without faith. And without faith, it is impossible to please God, because anyone who comes to Him must believe that He exists and that He rewards those who earnestly seek Him. Hmm. Did He just say something that I never caught? 
Without faith, it's impossible to please God. Okay, we know that one. We pretty much got that one under our belts. But it says, because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists. Okay, well, that kind of speaks to the faith part. But there's an and here. Anyone who comes to him must believe that one, he exists, and two, that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. What up with that? I never thought about it that way. You mean it's impossible to please God? We need to also not just believe that he exists. There's a part two to this. We must believe that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. Now, if you're somebody who says, you know what, I'm trying to do everything right. I'm doing everything right. And still, I'm, I'm not getting what I think is my due. You're not walking in faith. Sorry, but that's the truth. Part of the faith is believing that he's going to reward those who earnestly seek him. The other day when I was thinking about the message we were talking about yesterday about making sure we do not delay to obey his commands, I had this, I think it's the Spirit of God pressing me, and that's about the word I felt, pressing me to find out more and more what the commands are. I mean, I've read the Bible through and through. Yes, even Numbers and Deuteronomy. But, you know, I forget some of the things. But I had, the, I had this real imperative, I guess, in my thoughts that I really should find out what these other commands are that I might have glossed over. Because that's earnest... Yeah, sorry. Because that's earnestly, earnestly seeking him is making sure that I'm following the commands so that I'm not somehow bypassing obedience. But if I'm sitting here thinking, you know, I believe in God, but he just isn't coming through for me. Well, that's kind of the wrong words to be speaking. Probably a better way to put it is, I trust in you, Lord. And maybe have that discussion straight with him. Don't talk to third parties about this. This is a matter between you and God. God, I trust in you. I believe in you. I'm not seeing the things that I think I should be seeing. What is it that is causing me to not earnestly seek you? That, my friends, is the question to ask. And I believe he will tell us and show us how to earnestly seek him. I mean, he already has, but I mean, even in your particular individual situation, I believe he will speak to you and remind you. You stay in the word of God and you will see. The spirit of God will show you. Okay, before we finish up, because we're just about there. Um, so here you go. By faith, Noah, when warned about things not yet seen there's a pattern here things unseen when warned about things not yet seen in holy fear built an ark I thought it said bought an ark like you'd have a Walmart 
Now he built an ark to save his family. By his faith, he condemned the world and became heir of the righteousness that is keeping with faith. One more thing, verse 8, By faith Abraham, when called to go to a place he would later receive as an inheritance, notice he didn't see it yet, he obeyed and went, although he did not know where he was going. But God did. These are all faith things. There are things in our lives we do not see. I'm going to boil this right down. We don't see everything. And you know, it's just not going to be that way. We're not going to always see everything. But he's calling us to live by faith. But he's also, part two, calling us to remember that as we seek him diligently and earnestly seek him, that he will reward you. Let's not forget that, okay? Stay in the word of God. Find out what it is we need to be doing. Don't just listen to the Ride podcast and expect to get everything here. I'm just supplementing. The Word of God is our source, is our standard. So stay there, live in peace, pray for those who persecute you. And when you don't see what you need, that's exactly where you want it. You know why? Because that means God's going to provide it if you earnestly seek Him. All right, so let's do that. And don't let the enemy's confusing words get in the way. All right? Remember this. The Word of God is true, and it's sharp. And it can cut between the false and the truth. And God's Word never fails. So this word we've been reading from Hebrews 11 today, it doesn't fail. So you can put your faith in it. Okay? And I will see you on the flip.